All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 296 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, admin on the KISS FAQ message board. And I often get confused about which show I'm on. Sometimes I'm on the Lipstick Panel, sometimes I'm on Podcast, sometimes we're on Look, It's Rock and Roll, and sometimes I'm messing around with old episodes of the Electric Ballroom, which uh, did just throw up our first and only episode from that show on the Look, It's Rock and Roll Podcast feed that today, for people who did not see it, it was a episode with David Donnelly and Mark um, about our top 10 favorite UK singles or songs or something to that effect. It was really fun. Yeah, to do, singles. So. Um, today I'm joined by Ken, 69th Blizzard, and of course, the mighty Mark. So good to see you guys, and maybe Lonnie will join us if he gets a chance. hope so. Um, I think first things first, most important thing today is Nashville. I'd like to give mm-hmm. a big shout out to all our friends. Um in Nashville, those mm-hmm. who maybe were directly or indirectly affected by this week's tornado, which ripped through the city again. Um, you know, you're in our thoughts. Nashville's a great town, really fun. Mark and I both been there yep. um, for the Rockin' Pod. And uh, again, awful lot of people. I'm not going to name check you because there are too many of you and then I'd forget someone and then I'd feel really bad. But, you know, we're mm-hmm. thinking of all of you while that uh, area rebuilds and uh, hopefully you'll be able to keep it from getting gentrified during the process and keep its character and that everything that was there beforehand comes back bigger, better, stronger than before. So speaking of Nashville and obviously the Rock and Pod, which I mentioned, uh, this year's Nashville Rock and Pod has started announcing guests. They're going to be at the Nashville, uh, I think it's the uh, Nashville... The Hilton Nashville Airport, August the 14th through 16th. This will be the fourth year of the event. This year, I won't be there. So just can't swing it with the cruise and, you know, some travel to England. Uh, it kicks off with, a, I think, a concert with uh, Stars. Stars, nice, right. Nice kiss-related. Toby Wright's coming back. Gary Corbett, I believe, is coming back. Um, and guys from Tesla. So... Yeah, going to be plenty of KISS connections for that event. So um, I won't be there, but I remain an avid supporter of the concept and the project. So uh, well done to Chris and all of those involved in organizing it. Uh, Other news, our friends at KISS My Collectibles actually have a new episode out. And it's uh, it's pretty cool, you know. This episode is the their adventure of bringing the fifth anniversary of Space Invader to the deluxe packaged edition. So tune in, check it out, see what they went through. Yeah. And give them a round of applause for, for getting it. <laughs> and uh, talk about records, record store day. Mm, um, yeah. One of the releases has been renounced, uh, renounced, announced. That's yeah. going to be out for this year's record store. <laughs> and it is of course, Ace Frehley's trouble walking mm. album is going to be pressed as a uh, double LP. So 45 RPM. It's mm. going to be in colored vinyl. I think it looked like a, it's a like swirl a, kind of thing. Yeah. Yellow like a Cadbury egg, you know, yeah. Orange and yellow colored <laughs> vinyl limited Easter to 2,400 copies. And it of course is coming through E1. So that uh, means that it will be a very good package, high quality. Um, mm-hmm. Feels like a lot of news to get through this week. 
and last night Kiss played Los Angeles on the end of the road tour. And uh, it wasn't your normal show. In the encores, I don't know if either of you have checked out the videos yet, Mm -hmm. Paul Stanley donned an L.A. Lakers number 24 jersey to honor Kobe Bryant, and they also honored all of the victims of the helicopter crash. I thought that was particularly classy, not just focus on the one. They made sure to put the names of all the victims up. They changed the balloons around to purple and yellow. The the pods had the numbers, the two, the 24, and, you know, all the special numbers that were associated with Gigi and, Mm -hmm. and Kobe. So I thought it was very classy how they did that. It just reminds you that Kiss does remember kiss does do mm-hmm. things right there. Mm-hmm. and especially at los angeles is their hometown it was um very nice to see just positive responses to something that kiss does because far too often kiss does something and people you know yeah. feel the need to snipe haven't seen any of that today so yeah. um mark what you yes. got <clears throat> yeah so um i've been posting on my project gemini site all my latest happenings it's been a busy couple of weeks with this going on and with the uh start of another band that i'm doing which will be you know talked about more very soon for you guys to check out um but i've been keeping busy with a lot of stuff so i wanted to show you guys what i've been doing just so you guys have a better idea so i got my album covers in for the new record and so it looks very very nice (laughs) i'm very pleased with it the back cover is different from the CD, as you can see. Mm. I got it totally redesigned, <clears throat> nice. right, com- compared to the CD version. Yeah, as you can see, it's very different. Yeah. And uh, also with this comes the first 50 of them get this poster, which is like a propaganda poster almost, like for the people <laughs> that were part of this in the story, like for people who were part of the Escape from Earth. You almost see it's like, you know, come and escape with us. It's going to be fantastic kind of poster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That comes with it. And then last but not least, I had to, I signed that as well. And I also have something that a lot of the supporters have been very happy about. And I thought was a cool addition is I have download cards made, but not your average looking download cards. They're like flight tickets. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Right. I love I love that. I didn't nice comment touch. when you when That's you posted nice that on Facebook. I was like, holy crap! <laughs> Talking about taking things to the next level. So congrats on the design. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh yeah. And uh, Jason Pollen, who's in my group, he's the one who helped design it. In fact, it's mainly his design. But the number sequence at the bottom on the in the green there. Uh, there we go. Uh, yeah. When you get it. For for people who are like really into this kind of like minutia, th- those numbers mean something. Oh, I know it's cool. hard to see it now, but you'll you'll see. It. And there's a kiss connection actually to the numbers in there. Uh-oh. So that's that's interesting uh-huh. because Jason's a huge huge kiss collector. So okay. he said, I hope you don't mind. I put a kind of a kiss collectors kind of thing in there for for those guys. Like, hey, I don't care. You know, I'm a kiss collector too. So so that's what cool. I've been doing right now and uh, keeping busy with that. And uh, some of the other things that you'll hear about very soon. So uh, thanks, Julian, for letting me take this moment to show everybody. And just a reminder, the pre-order is still going on. I just go to the Facebook group, uh, the Project Gemini Facebook group, and all the ordering information is at the very top. I pinned it to the top. So whenever people want to know more about it, you can go there and find all the information you need to order the album. Yellow vinyl It's going to look fantastic. And uh, it's been doing very good, actually, with the pre-order. So I'm very happy. Very cool. Cool. Ken, kiss tomorrow. 
Kiss tomorrow. <laughs> kiss, kiss tomorrow. tomorrow. Kiss tomorrow. And kiss tomorrow will be kiss tonight tomorrow. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow and tonight, right? Um, yeah. Kiss. Kiss. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're looking forward to that. Um, Oakland. Um, up front. Um, I'm looking forward because it could be it could be my last show. Uh, you know, Sacramento could have been my last show, but this this might be it unless you know, like a Vegas stint or something else later on down the road. I don't know, but uh, yeah. I'm treating it as my last Kiss concert. That that's what I did originally when you know the date was supposed to be in September. I figured I'd get you know front row for one show splurge on it and uh yep. i haven't been front row since the farewell tour and uh kind of funny mm-hmm. kind of bookend my front row experiences uh, to <laughs> right. kiss yeah. farewell tours but i don't care you know I'm, I'm looking forward to it. gonna have some kiss faq podcast buttons with me so if you see me i'll give you a button I'll make sure Ken has some too, in case you don't want to see me. Hopefully, you'll see Ken, and uh, we'll give you some, yeah. pod, you know, have some, have a pocket full of podcast buttons. Um, but I'm looking, just looking forward to the show. I mean, I've been following the tour less in depth. You know, it's just kind of trundling along. Um, you know, not a lot of changes and whatnot. Last night was an outlier with the Kobe stuff. So, um, mm-hmm. just looking forward to being there. I'm, you know, not going to buy anything. I'm not gonna bring anything i'm just gonna sit there and hopefully sing (laughs) sing my ass off you know yeah i'm gonna hopefully get two songs in the set that i haven't heard in the set for a while so it's (laughs) it's gonna be fun i'm excited that's the key i'm still excited to be going to a kiss show tomorrow yes absolutely well today's <laughs> topics are going to be you know they're from the board that seems to be a fertile ground of place to uh, of, uh, things to you know to discuss discuss yeah or disgust as the case may be um, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes one of the topics that jumped out at me was someone's suggestion that imagine if double platinum had been given the kiss killers treatment you know, and it included four new songs um, instead of the fo- the format that it followed, which it didn't include any new songs, just the new, obviously the new recording of mm-hmm. um, Strutter. Strutter 78. Which songs from the collection would you cut, and what would you add into mm. it? I think, let, let's start with the cuts. You know, there's a, there's probably a few easy ones that you could yeah. just ha- get rid of as a cop-out. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, why don't we start with you on that? Uh, you know, what are the songs? You can only imagine what Mark is going to cut. <laughs> yeah, I I forgot about that part, so I'm going to have to quickly find the track list. <laughs> okay, I got a track so list. I got my list of what I because I did my kind of homework about this. So the four songs that I removed from here are sort of logical, I would suspect, because number one, I got rid of the rock bottom slash she song mainly because i never liked the way that kind of worked out i mean i thought rock bottom first of all just it really really quiet on that version of it that's on there at first when i remember when i first got it i was like wow what the hell is it? like i had to turn up the volume and then when it was done all of a sudden just you know then it just came blasting out of the speaker like bad mastering job there but i didn't like that so i cut cut that one out um i also cut out and you might be surprised about these two but i also cut out making love and love gun out of it 
mainly because I thought that considering when it was released, it was very close to when Love Gun came out. I mean, really, I mean, you already had a brand new record with these two songs on it. I mean, I kind of looked at Double Platinum as a chance for them to put older songs on there and to give them some sort of a remake because a lot of them, they did different edits of them, different mixes of them. And those ones I really loved. Like I loved some of the versions of like, let's say Doc, calling Dr. Love, the version on here is really cool. I like mm-hmm. that version. Mm-hmm. I like the edit that they did with Black Diamond, even though it's just minor, they, how they changed it up, how they reintroduced the intro at the end of the song. I thought that was kind of cool. So I liked when they did those kind of things. Right. And also the last song I cut out was let me go rock and roll, because I just always thought that that was just kind of a, meh, you know, just it's it's an okay song, but I think they could have put a better song on there in re, in replacement of it from its from their catalog. Interesting, mm. very interesting. <laughs> Ken, how about you? Okay, okay. Uh, well, one of the songs I removed is "Do You Love Me." Hmm. Which, never thought I did that. Which yeah, I know yeah. Which I which <laughs> is. Uh, to me, it's a little bit overrated. I mean, I like it. It's a good song, but I just think even in concert, I don't, I don't think they should be playing it in concert. They could be playing something else right now. Um, so that one is off. Um, I also removed Strutter 78 because I would have rather have had the original Strutter version than 78. Um, so that's why I did that. Um, and then like Mark, but maybe I'm cheating here or something, but uh, rock bottom, just the intro. Huh. <laughs> I'm keeping she, but I'm getting rid of the intro mm-hmm. completely just off of there. It's like, why do we, you know, why yeah. did that? First of all, that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and then the fourth one is like Mark two love gun. For the same reasoning where it it is so recent um, to just save that and keep that as, you know, Logan is still, you know, a year before, but so it's still kind of new and you mm-hmm. kind of want them to, I don't know, even it was even released as a single, right? I, that's why at one point I thought, but um, I, I would just get rid of that one and, uh, because I couldn't think of anything else that would make sense to really remove or I wanted to remove. Yeah, so early 1978, I figure Kiss and, uh, you know, the Marx Glickman gang and everyone are aware that Kiss is appealing to a younger and younger demographic. So out mm-hmm. goes Making Love. Out goes Love Gun. You know, oh. I, I think that, you know, for the bespeaks the future where you have to have a walmart friendly album because of the, those young kids <laughs> their parents are going to be looking sure. at the track listing and they're going to be much happier with a god of thunder um than they are with someone's love gun making love yeah. to she you know so <laughs> uh, you know th- those are yeah. the two the two very easy ones in this context to remove strutter 78 i agree with ken i just i wouldn't remove it i'd replace it with strutter 73 um hmm. november 73 
I would then get rid of the rock bottom intro as well. That isn't a cop out. It is just so out of place there. It's like, well, it, we've talked about it on the episodes that we've dedicated wholly to double platinum. And then I think get I get rid of she because it's just mm. so dirgy, sludgy, and you know, and really, really boring. But I'm going to make one more change to mine. Is I'm getting rid of cold gin for the same reason I got rid of the sex songs. Mm. That huh. parents aren't going to approve of that. This is, this is a very politically correct album. However, Paul's mad now. So he says, you got rid of my love gun and making love. I want I Stole Your Love back on there. So uh, those, those oh. are that, oh. that's how I rebalance and get rid of four songs and keep Paul Stanley happy. <laughs> Interesting. You know it's all about Paul. And his happiness yeah. is important to me. So those are the, I guess, the songs that we'd cut out there. If you're keeping track or keeping score, don't. Um, what would what would you add? Now I didn't read through this thread because I didn't want to kind of pollute my mind as to how I was going to approach it. Mm-hmm. But what I figure is fair is demos from this area era, um, stuff from the solo albums. No Captain and Tennille. <laughs> what are you going to put in, Mark? You know, in, in order well, to have it fit the four new songs or uh, or whatnot. Well, I I looked at it this way, similar to how you had some sort of logical story behind it. What I decided to do was, okay, what would happen the reaction by the band members when this got cut? So I think for sure Gene would have stepped in. Okay, well, let me go. Rock and roll is going to get cut out then I have a great new song that can be put in instead of that. Why don't we put this radioactive song of mine on here instead? Mm. So I put that on there. And of course, you know, Paul's not going to be happy with making Love and Love Gun off of there. So you have to put on there, move on, and it's all right. Got put on there in replacement of it. And, you know, the person who's going to get stiffed in this process, of course, is going to be Peter Chris, because, you know, I'm sure they're going to say, he's going to say, well, can I put another song there? They're going to say, well, you already have Beth on here, so... What are you complaining about? So they're going to put on something to, you know, placate Ace since, you know, they were moving the rock bottom intro off of there. So they're going to put Speeding Back to My Baby on there. Kind of a more rock and roll, straight ahead, easy one. And then I kind of thought that these are all songs that they could do as a band easily. I mean, they did do Move On. They have done Radioactive on the cruise, right? And they also did it in Dynasty as well, right? And I can imagine It's All Right or Speeding Back to My Baby being that complicated for the original four to do. So those are my four selections for the replacement. Very good. So just list those all out in, in one shot for us. Okay. So radioactive, it's all right. Move on and speeding back to my baby. Nice. Good, good choices. All right, Ken, how about you? And how did you kind of approach adding four songs into this mix? Well, I approached it about the same as you know removing any love gun stuff um so i was gonna go ahead and put something not demos i didn't want demos uh added to it i wanted something that you know they actually did put out eventually but my thinking is to not use uh the solo songs necessarily. Well, I guess they would have to really. Um, but the solo songs I would use would be like, uh, Mark said, um, one of them, at least, uh, radioactive 
because it is the most, you know, catchy, uh, catchy. And of course it was the, you know, a single and the catchy, more kiss like song anyway. Um, and then going, I, I would give them each, uh, each a song like, uh, Ace Freely. Um, but I would do for him, I would go ahead and do, um, New York groove. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, uh, but the thing is, I don't know. That was suggested later on, so I don't know how if that could really happen. So, if that's true, then maybe I would just go ahead and and do uh, you know, rip it out instead. Mm. Um, and Paul Stanley, I would use "It's All Right" because that is very, very yeah. kiss-like, the most kiss-like song on that whole album. Um, and then Peter Chris, that's kind of a tough one. Um, wow, you gave him an album. You gave him a song. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give him a song. Um, but I'm I'm thinking this. I'm not even gonna give him a song from his solo album. I'm gonna let him them. Do, I'm gonna let them do a cover song, and you're gonna have him sing. And they talked about this song before, kind of doing this jailhouse rock. Let wow. Him, let them sing Jailhouse Rock. I, th- I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, yeah. He has the voice off. for it. Yeah. So I think that'd be a cool shot to throw on there. No. You, st- <laughs> you stole my. Oh, did I really? You stole my song. Yeah. I was actually, I, I was thinking back to, you know, in a perfect world in 1977 and 78, Number one, I would have been a Kiss fan and enjoying all this stuff as it happened real time. Number two, Kiss Alive 2 would not have had an album side full of um, new material. It would have had Take Me. It would have had Do You Love Me and Hooligan, you know, the three songs that were on it, plus two more that were cut from the set or performed from those albums that weren't included. And maybe just maybe an updated version of rock and roll all night. So it would have, uh, you know, I was going to say five sides, four sides of pure live. And then double platinum, of course, would have had those songs on it that were on a live too. So to me in a perfect world, that's the easiest answer to the question is a live two is a real live album. Well, not a real live album. You know what I mean? When it comes Mm. to kiss, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, all songs perform live, post-1975 new songs and then Double Platinum has the four songs from Alive 2 or five Mm. songs but since that's not the case in this discussion, Ken is absolutely brilliant in suggesting Jailhouse Rock, which was discussed for Alive 2 it's on Gene's notes, whether that discussion ever left Gene's head and made it to Paul Stanley's ears is a whole different kettle of fish but I think, you know (laughs) Yeah. Kiss 1978 would certainly have been whorish enough to cash in on Elvis Presley with a great right. cover. And since they had made it a habit on Love Gun, they had a cover. On Alive 2, they had a cover. Then I think they would have True. continued. Yeah. So the other songs <laughs> that I pick, well, one of them also comes from Gene's scribbled list of idea songs for... Alive too, and it's a song called Suspended Animation. I have no idea whether it was ever demoed or recorded, what it sounds like, or whether it was anything more than a scribbled title on a piece of paper. 
Um, doesn't matter, but because it was on there with his other songs, it, it makes it. As does um, Burning Up With Fever. was a possibility for Alive too. So that comes on to there. That's our, that's our three. And then the fourth one is a song that was mentioned in Dale Sherman's Black Diamond book as having been sent out for mastering... Bloody hell. Um, had been sent out for mastering to England where they, they, they remixed Double Platinum. And it was, of course, Queen for a Day. Oh, yeah. And I figure in a perfect world again... Uh, and I can't remember if I've heard this. Someone did play some stuff down the phone to me once. Um, they would finish it. So it would be like the Strutter 78 on this album, the new Kiss song, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but one that had a history going back further. So Queen for a Day, Jailhouse Rock, Burning Up a Fever, and Suspended Animation. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Some of which we have no idea about. But Burning yeah. Up a Fever was a Kiss song. They demoed it in 75 a couple mm-hmm. of times, had, had not made it. It was one of the ones that they did in L.A., in you know, as they came off the Hotter Than Hell tour, so it, it was always kind of lingering around there. So I think Gene would have you know put on his very serious voice and said, "You know what? We already recorded it. Let's let's use it." All right. Well, that's that first part of it. Mark, you, did you have a, a topic for us to discuss today? Yes, I did actually, because I. <clears throat> I'm one of these guys, as you know, that follows the happenings of the record store day phenomenon, mm-hmm. right? And when today on Facebook there was a posting from somebody saying they've leaked already the first list of people that have stuff coming out. I was like, okay, so let's see what's going to happen. So I went on there and I was surprised to see, you know, Black Sabbath has something coming out. I was like, wow, they have like, and they're even putting like Evil Woman, like from something from their first record. That was on only a little bit of the pressings, and then he took it off and replaced it with, I think, either Warning or Evil or Wicked World, I think it was they replaced it with. Anyways, um, so they're doing something. You know, uh, Frank Zappa has multiple albums coming out in Record Store Day. I was excited about that. Then I saw Ace Freely. He's getting his record, and that's the one Ace Freely record that I was like, yes, that that's, that's my favorite Ace album from the old stuff and i'm like that i'm getting for sure i never got any of the other ones because i'm you know i don't dislike them but i just they don't Mm -hmm. you know make me excited like this one does trouble walking i love this album so i'm gonna get that for sure and you know two record 45 rpm i was like you know count me in so you know looking through the list looking through the list i was like again and i i was wasn't surprised but i was disappointed again kiss nothing on record store day what is going on here i mean come on guys i mean even ace freely is putting out stuff on record store day can't you like get it together for one record store day i mean you have a no better reason than now to do it you're on your end of the road tour you can do some mm-hmm. end of the road tour special Record Store Day release, the last time Kiss will release something on Record Store Day or something, who knows, just something they can pipe behind it. You know, I, I think that it really is disappointing that they didn't do something again 
for record store day it's really trying to bug me now because they can do so many cool things there's so many great things i mean we just mentioned now julian was saying that they did all these songs in the past you know that never made it out on records that are probably in some vault somewhere in the dusty closet they could pull out and do a you know seven inch colored vinyl of you know burning up with fever from 75 release you know who knows like just some kind of something that people would get excited about and you know they have it somewhere in there but what is you know we and we already discussed this yes they probably don't have the rights blah 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 but come on i mean look at all the other bands out there doing stuff i mean you can't tell me that their, their record label can't say okay you know what just for you know record store day let's throw them a bone and let them do something yeah if they don't have it then i'm sure super collector does and I'm sure he'd be more than willing to, you know, <laughs> facilitate their demands. You know what? There must really be a serious issue as to, you know, why this isn't happening. There's another thread that also touches on this. And it was a recent interview with uh, Sweden Rock that Tommy Thayer mm-hmm. did. And they mentioned the Creatures of the Night uh, mm-hmm. deluxe edition and his answer was something to the effect of well we're always working on things and sometimes things don't work out or something to that effect but between universal burning everyone's catalogs uh, <laughs> through, through, through the, their disasters i don't think that is the case because again gene did manage to put out the vault which had stuff that really would have been more perfectly set mm-hmm. on a kiss release unlike how the material that he kind of donated to love gun deluxe was um but record store day def leppard has the rock and roll hall of fame mm-hmm. ep this year and they've got mm-hmm. another box coming out hysteria uh well live in london and uh their second residency in Vegas, uh, which was kind of mm. pyromania, rare, uh, mm. other shit. One, I, I don't remember if it even had a title. It certainly wasn't as catchy as Viva, Viva Las, whatever that one, Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> See, don't even remember. So I, I'm, for all else of a rational explanation without knowing what the machinations and relationship are, I mean, even the Sirius XM thing would have made a perfect, a perfect EP, you know, so there must, there must be a logical reason you can't. And someone told me off on the thread. My response was, I mean, look at the response to destroy resurrected. Look at the response to love gun. Look at the response to psycho circus and sonic boom that they haven't sold any sorts of numbers and they rightfully called me out and said well if kiss and universal put effort into them maybe they would have sold i don't think that's the case because i think even going back to the reunion everything's kind of trended down tremendously so i don't know if it would even be worth the effort but i would love to see it i would you know they've got one more chance next year for a record store day you know that they can pipe up and say the first ever kiss record store to record store day release is going to be the last ever kiss record store day release while they're still a band you know first last and only um or only one while they're an active band so i i just wish they would do something and we have talked about it before because again i think it's a crying shame that they haven't done a release for the end of the road um, mm-hmm. A proper one, other than reissuing Kiss World. All gets very depressing, but you know, even Rory Gallagher has a release coming out on Record Store. Yeah, no, which I guess me excited. Ken, bring us the voice of reason but, into this topic. Well, I don't know. I'm the, I'm the I don't know. Uh, I'm the one that called you out. 
<laughs> on that thread. <laughs> Someone said that, yeah, if they had the record. Wait, wait, hold, hold on. Banning you right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, banning me from it. <laughs> or I won't be able to get back in, but oh well. Um, uh, the, you know, I mean, my thinking is, you know, they put out, yes, Love Gun Deluxe and, and Destroy Resurrected, but they could have done a lot more. Those packages were not very good. I wouldn't even call them a package. It's it's pretty. They went the cheapest way, I think, of putting out something. Um, I think you're gonna you want to put something out that you know is gonna excite. I think the the fans of the Kiss Army. Um, if they had a Love Gun Deluxe in the box, had the you know the remastered or, or you know remixed, and then had both versions of that had vinyl in it had posters from uh the tour that were promos you know promoting a, a show somewhere you know la forum you know that big one that was maybe on the on the big uh what do you call it you know they could have put that in a you know smaller form poster form they could put a live show dvd blu-ray whatever format um, even live, a, a live CD of a full show. Um, maybe, you know, replicas of, you know, backstage passes, things like that. And a booklet. Talk about the album. Talk about the the tour. Just cover the whole Love Gun era kind of thing. Um, I think that would have been fantastic. I mean, I would have gotten excited more so than this thing. And, and what I said on there, too, is what the hell is that? The Paul Stanley teaching demo is that that's the best they could have come up with, which is it sounds like he's about to fall asleep because it's in a different you know it's slow, slower you know tempo or whatever it was recorded. Pitch, yeah. yeah, pitch. Yeah, I mean it sounds like I'm gonna fall asleep, <laughs> but but here's the chord for this. You know it's like come on, they they couldn't find anything better than that. Um, I just think they could. Now, that's for record store day. They, it's either it's two things. There's either they're they're saving it for when they retire, <laughs> saving all this stuff. It's like don't release anything else. We're saving it, or they're saving it for their their big box set, vault type box set, which I think they're that no one they, be able to afford. I think it's being worked on. Yeah, I think. I'm sure uh, something's being worked on, but you know, it, it's just a continuous thing of the ball being dropped. I mean, I've heard stuff from the Love Gun, the actual sessions, that's way better than that teaching demo that could easily have been on there and filled that exactly. spot, and people would have enjoyed. And you know what? It's nothing spectacular either, but it's damn sight more, and you know, interesting or listenable. It's not going to blow up your playlist every time it comes along and you, you've got Elmer Fudd narrating an E minor. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Paul, that's great for reference stuff. You know, when – come on, I've got a microphone right here for taking notes and shit when I'm doing stuff, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't forget. But I'm not going to p- release this on an album um, or ever play it for anyone else other than myself because they'd probably die laughing. Even do an interview with them. I mean, I don't think I have documentaries now, but an interview, some kind of short, as part of that live DVD thing, have them talk about the live show at the time. Have a little 
you know, 15 minute interview with Paul and Gene. Because, you know, the other well, guys. There was, met, there was right? a live interview on that book, Gun Deluxe, you know, from the radio station. That was awful. That's uh, right. Ter- terrible yeah, quality. But and something then, of new. course, the Abomination live tracks, you know, with the yeah, uh, some, com- computer new. enhancements. Yeah, something <sighs> new they could put on there. So I, I think, I, you know, they got the wrong people working at Universal. Yeah. Uh, for Kiss, at least, for their, for their stuff. Um, I just yeah. think they need to find the right person a fan who who knows the stuff and yeah. uh, knows what the other kiss fans would be you know interested in yeah but you know what as, as funny as that may seem can i think that has a very big thing to do with it because i know a few people like i know one guy who i deal with quite a lot named jeff on the yes uh music podcast board and He's become good friends with Neil Morris, who you know plays with uh, Flying Colors, and he was in uh, uh, Spock's Beard and stuff like that. And he's become really good friends with him, and so good to friends that Neil Morris has now made him his official archivist of his mm-hmm. stuff. You know what I mean? And if you want somebody like that, who's like Gaga and knows every little detail more than you know about your music in charge of it, because now when he says, you know, what are we going to do for records? He's like, I got seven ideas, Neil. How about mm-hmm. this, this, and this, and this, and this? And he's like, okay, whoa, whoa, hang on. You know, like the, the first two are good enough. You know what I mean? So you need something like that, like someone like that at the helm, if not just to do it or to pick up things, but to be the guy to come and knock on the record label's door and say, hey, excuse me, Mr. Morris wants this out. Can you help us out? You know, like you be the guy that, because, you know, the artist doesn't want to go there and break their balls all day. Get somebody else who's really hyped up and wants to be involved in it to go and do it and to push this stuff on things. I think it would be, whether it'll help or not, who knows, but at least you have somebody who's showing that there's excitement within his, you know, his fan base that want to see this thing out here, you know? I mean, it, it, it really bothers me, as you can tell, because, I mean, I'm looking through here again, <laughs> yeah. and I just now, I looked, and E1 is releasing uh, Judas Priest Sad Wings of Destiny on 2LP 45 RPM. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. I, I, I'm, I'm excited about that. I mean, those kind of things excite me. Why can't Kiss, you know, do something? Like, could you imagine a 2LP, you know, 45 RPM remix of Hotter Than Hell? For a record store day, that'd mm-hmm. be like, that'd be like, wow, I'd, I'd be like on that in a minute. I'd yeah. be lining out outside at six a.m. for so it, well. you know. Imagine so, a gatefold full of Norman Seif's outtakes, which circulate all over the place anyway, that aren't making anyone any money. That right. are, you know, that licensing the actual photos for inclusion could. Yeah, there you, you know, go. Mark. See? Yeah, you know, Mark Queen's done the same thing. They have someone too. That yeah, they have uh, and doing their catalog and they've been remastering and they've been out like, you know, the news of the world, the uh, box, which is yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. And you know, I've telegraphed things to both universal and other parties while doing some of these book projects that, um, you know, obviously we did over the years, starting with the 78 solo book. I was 
communicating so that they knew this was coming well in advance when it was still just a web feature when you know started planning on putting it into print you know making the suggestion now would be a really good time to think about doing a limited edition issue of best of the solo albums on cd exactly you know and yeah buy it through kiss's merch store and that's the only place you can get it you know just a limited thing like that would have been a great idea and then of course odyssey came along and i was telegraphing that one along now it'd be a really great time for uh, music from the elder deluxe edition yes i was chuckling while writing that because good time and music from the elder just don't really go in the same paragraph zip code or country or hemisphere for that matter but and then of course with the crazy nights one same thing all over again it's like Mm -hmm would have been and we talked about it on shows would have been a great i mean even laid out the track listing for them all they had to do was go down to the filing cabinet and find that that stuff had been missing for years or gone up in smoke so yeah or that they didn't want to pay so and so any more royalties or they didn't know who performed on it or god knows what the issues are if nothing else i'd love there to be like a sit down and them to actually lay out what all the issues are with doing stuff other than licensing for product what are what mm-hmm. are the complexities that prevent them from being able to put out kissology for but here we are a few months after the documentaries announced and, and tommy's mentioning in that same interview with sweden rock that they're halfway done yeah. Why is With why is one suddenly able to go so fast and the other one nothing happened sure. from and they filmed yeah. all those shows? I mean, what what are the things that that really keep anything from happening that you know quite a few of us bitch about and and by by saying bitching we're not saying it in a negative t- sense we're excited talking about yeah. this stuff and the possibilities are we completely delusional if so tell us you know why why are we nuts why are we yeah. unrealistic what are what are yeah. the business issues that say that sitting on this stuff and having it eventually leak when you know mr kiss bootlegs facebook side site can just sell all this crap and kiss doesn't get the money so kiss yeah. gets zero out of it but the bootleggers make money because they've waited so long. It, yeah. it, it just—it seems to be yeah. a complete failure to the business model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, I have one other thing I wanted to talk about with you guys, if you guys are okay with that. I don't know if somebody else wanted to say something, but sure. Yeah. Um, I—I've—I've I've been thinking about this for a while, actually, and I did notice that it was brought up on the board as well. Um, what do you think? is going to happen down the road with this whole coronavirus thing as far as KISS touring. Because I know now that I've been mm. seeing on the news a lot that places in Europe are shutting down huge events, no stadium events anymore. There's soccer being canceled in Italy. They're not doing that anymore out there. No big gatherings. Like It's getting to the point now where they're saying, you know what, we're this is getting out of hand with the virus here in certain spots. We're not going to allow that to happen. Now, if I'm mistaken please correct me but doesn't kiss have to do yet another leg in europe sometime in the near future mm. wouldn't that hinder because i know already sons of apollo today announced that they had to cancel That's the right. rest of their european tour because of the corona thing is because people are not you know not paying for or not getting tickets but also the promoters are getting worried about what could happen the repercussions of the virus spreading or whatever right so what are you guys thoughts on this like 
and well, just to chime in before I let Ken talk, because I spoke too long earlier. Um, <laughs> Kisser is scheduled to be back out in Europe in June and July. So, so there's a, a bit of time yet. Italy, where a lot of the cancellations of football games and schools and everything, I, I would have to say, and, and no offense to our Italian friends, but Italy's a special case when it comes to infrastructure, uh, communication, and issues. Uh, in terms of where kind of countries are in the EU, those that remain in the EU. Ger- Germany is obviously very organized very you know kind of at the top and you know the north of italy may be more of the industrial air area but i i I think in terms of shutting down a country you'd expect to see things like spain and portugal italy greece shut down long before england france germany no offense to any of them but i just think it's the the realistic situation out there what does it mean i i (sighs) It means America will shut everything down day after everyone's dead from coronavirus because they will have spent so long arguing and denying it, you know, that it'll be too late. Canada will have shut off the borders to us long before then. Um, Ken, you'll be more realistic than me. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I think it just depends on, yeah, how, how this thing Goes. Out. Yeah, it pans out in the next couple of months. Um, I hope it kind of hits its peak now. Maybe it's hit it. I hope it's hitting its peak now and trails off. I mean, it doesn't look like it. Yeah, um, but I, I hope so. Um, if it gets a lot worse in Europe, uh, yeah, maybe then Kiss will have to, you know, either based on not their own decision, probably the wherever that venue that you're playing is the. Uh, the promoter, uh, the promoter, and and the the, the, the country, the government <laughs> will say no, 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 you know, no, no more concerts right now until we get this, uh, you know, a good hold, you know, handle on this stuff. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's going to be up to Kiss. I think Kiss, <laughs> they they won't stop till they keep going. You know, um, I guess the only people they they're not directly in contact with all those fans that just the meet and greet people maybe and, and you know that sort of thing uh and, and gene, gene simmons own, is fist bumped for years so their own stage yeah their own stage crew you know the crew and stuff like that yeah. outside of that the people that are in the audience for the most part they're they're not going to be in contact with ex, except yeah like the meet and greet and if you're going to do the meet and greet i'm sure we're going to be getting maybe a fist pump at the most or right um if that i don't know we'll see you, you don't happens. even get you don't even get that during a, a photo, you know. You're, oh yeah, a photo. You're in, yeah, you're yeah. in, you turn, you take the photo, and out you go. Uh, and, yeah. You know, obviously when I didn't. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll attempt a fist pump with Gene tomorrow. I, I won't. I, see. I, I won't even do that. Just. <laughs> I'll attempt, and then uh, then. Well, do don't forget how sick <laughs> Paul was after the cruise as well yeah you know, he was very serious. he really got mm. flattened by all accounts and you know that led to the cancellation of australia you know whole leg of the tour i you know i i was somewhat jokey about it i you know on the one hand i just want to get our show tomorrow and then i don't care but i do care because obviously it's yeah. to have shows canceled and you know when that's happened to you know two shows for me on this tour so far um Governments, I think, will tell us when 
touring stops. I think common sense yeah. also starts yeah. to play into it. Right now, there isn't a rapid explosion of it in the United States, but that could quickly change. Uh, you also notice how no one's talking about Iran. There, there's been nothing on the news about what's going mm. on there, and that was the number two hotspot. Uh, nothing's being said now yeah. about China. Reports coming out of there are really, really quiet, which is worrying. Um, and even South Korea, I've not been hearing national reports here. And I, you know, checked the mm -hmm. BBC and, you know, American News Daily. So, crowds. there's here some. You, you have news well, I mean, in over over here they've. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. surprisingly, um, we, we do have news, uh, not the greatest, but they over here they were saying just now, like we have our two more cases of coronavirus here in Canada. Mm. And they said that one came from a guy visiting Iran and one came from a yeah. person visiting Italy. So, um, but they said that over here in Canada, the, the risk level is still pretty low because they've been it's keeping so people cold. in the isolation, right? Yeah. So. So, so there you go. I mean, uh, you know, it, it it all depends on, I guess, also how it's all taken well, about. I mean, I, I know Julian just said that he's he's worried about China and no news from there coming out about what the heck's going on there. But from what I heard here on, the, on our news, they were saying that uh, they think that the worst is over in like in, uh, Wuhan province there. So they think yeah. that they've kind of it's kind of on the down slope for that there. now. So it that that's the good time. news. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or ho hopefully it has peaked. Hopefully. But, you know, it's easier to lock down and control uh, the population in a country where there are no rights, say China or Iran. Yeah. It's more difficult in, in Italy. Drag it's more on. difficult in the United States. It's more difficult in Britain or anywhere else. So the only thing I think going for it is, you know, number one, I'm not a scientist, um, is I believe it, it weakens as it spreads, you know, so whatever you know the go, going back to the the basis of the question is what's going to happen i think kiss number one will do what's right for kiss and their fans mm -hmm. you know because they don't want to bring together an audience yeah. of people who are going to get sick the promoters yeah. are going to cut liability where that becomes a case and they're going to do so under their own auspices you know they have insurance they have responsibilities as well and governments are going to dictate even the U.S., who I joked about, um, will, you know, put the word out that sporting events are off, and that's going to mean concerts are, you know, again, just uh, everyone, listen to your local government on how to prepare and how not to prepare. And number one, wash your freaking hands and clean off those surfaces, yes. and door yeah. handles, and light things. Follow the follow reputable news, not Bob on YouTube. Who last week was frying a cat, <laughs> you know, and has, has episodes of his YouTube broadcast of stuff to do with a leaf blower. No, listen to your your real government outlets, and you know, even I would say I don't listen to CNN, MSNBC, or Fox News about how to deal with a communicable disease because they're a bunch, all a bunch of freaking bobbleheads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to Kiss properly, because yes. uh, talking about things that could be Please. postponed is uh, the rumor of another Las Vegas residency uh, at Planet Hollywood, oh, there is possibly one. in January 2021. Just we've done episodes on uh, again on yeah. you know the whole thing, but just your response and initial reaction to that, Ken. 
Yeah, well, January 2021, I think that would be... I hope that happens. Uh, it gives me another chance to see them, and maybe it'll be... Uh, I'll do a, a birthday present to myself. Um, so that's the month. So, uh, yeah, I think that would be cool if they do it. Um, yeah, they're not touring. Sure. Um, but maybe they're doing that to stay fresh for their final... Uh, performance. It would be interesting if they can get one of the you know, former members to get on board for the Las Vegas run. If if they if they're going to do it, it's a rumor, of course, as you said. So, but that, that'd be interesting if they could do that. Well, come on, they were in Los Angeles last night, and there were no special guests. Yeah. Well, Ace moved, you know. So. <laughs> I know, and Bruce moved as well. But come on. There's, there's still plenty of people. Mark, what's your thought on the residency? Well, actually, when you just said it now, I kind of got a glimmer of excitement, mainly because um, last time Kiss did the Las Vegas residency, my brother-in-law, uh, who frequents to Las Vegas for business, he's a IT guy, uh, told me, he goes, hey, Mark, listen, if you ever want to go to Vegas for anything, let me know. I got a hotel hookup, everything, no problem. I'll take you, no problem. And I, because he he found out about that that residency long after the fact. He goes, you should have told me. I would have took you, no problem. Got tickets and everything. So if it does happen, then you better believe I'm going to go this time because he promised he would take me. And he's always good on his word. He's a great guy. And uh, you know. I will take full advantage of it this time if they do a res- residency. And it would be great because I've never experienced this kind of a, you know, show like an indoor kind of, you know, totally controlled situation where you can do everything you want down to the last little finite detail. So those shows must be fantastic. So, yeah, I'm I'm all in if it happens. Yeah, if, if they do it, I'm, I'm, I'm totally go to Vegas for another residency. Thoroughly enjoyed mm-hmm. the other one. Um, I think it would be a great opportunity for KISS to do an official uh, KISS Expo, you know, at a mm-hmm. convention yeah. center yeah. and to yeah. tie in something like that. The KISS Emporium, That'd be awesome. you know, the, mm-hmm. uh, the Emporium of Unusual and Odd KISS-related <laughs> experiences. Um, mm-hmm. And then a show in the evening would, would, would just be awesome. Um Vegas is fun, and seeing Kiss with 3,000 fans is a great experience. And you know, they actually managed to put one of those out on video and LP. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe that's more likely how a record store to release happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> couple of other quick quick topics. Um, an Ace Freely unreleased interview from 1994 was uh, released on YouTube. You can see find links for it all over the place. It was actually a very, very good interview of a not-so-lucid-sounding Ace. You know, he, he, sounds, he sounds sober-ish, but just mm-hmm. very 90s Ace. Um, there are a couple of key parts that jumped out of there. Number one, that he... he was admitting that he sold his rights to the makeup, um, but that they couldn't use it commercially or something to that effect. They couldn't stick he someone couldn't, up, couldn't stick yeah. someone in that makeup to perform, which I, I thought that was, was interesting. Yeah. But the, the mm-hmm. one thing that jumped out at that whole thing was Ace described himself himself as being the Keith Richards of America, or of American rock and roll. Um, <laughs> Ken, do you think Ace was getting above his station? Or uh, in the 90s, would you say that was true? The space station. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I I don't know if he can compare himself. He's he's comparing himself as, you know, someone who's 
you know, drinking and done drugs and this and that. Um, though I, I, I don't know about Keith Richards, how much he's done and how long he's been maybe clean or not. Uh, he was you know, still falling out of freaking trees a couple of years ago. That's true. Falling out of trees. <laughs> Grandpa <laughs> fell out of the tree again. So I can see the <laughs> partial comparison because uh, of that. Uh, of It's the one band member who's really had some addictions and things like that. Um, uh, but I, I don't know. Otherwise comparison, I, I can't, I can't compare it. I mean, I found it more interesting in talking about solos and that his solos, you know, about what's important about solos is a memorable solo, you know, something you can hum, rehum, which I totally agree. That's what his, the best thing about Ace is, is his solos are, are melodic and memorable. You remember them. So, yeah, he seemed very comfortable with himself and his place and, you know, not not like being an arrogant part, but, you know, he seemed quite mm-hmm. bemused that people referenced him as an influence. And as far mm-hmm. as like, you know, the Keith Richards bit goes, I don't know. I, in the 70s, I would have loved to have seen Ace Frehley go head to head with Joe Perry in terms of toxicity and see who, who would have been the last man standing in that battle. That, that, yeah. that would have been my my guitar war. Um, Mark, what, what's your take on any of those things? Well, well, I, I find it interesting because, I, mean, <clears throat> I mean, you can see the, the relation as far as, you know, the bad boy of rock and roll kind of thing, tag that, mm-hmm. you know, they always used to get. I mean, Jagger and Richards were the originators of it, and then, then you have, you know, Tyler and Perry, and you have, you know, Ace and Peter Chris, right, kind of being in that kind of group as well. Um, this might sound blasphemous to say, but I don't really see Ace in the same league with Keith Richards. Not that's not to say that he's not a better guitar player than him. I think lead-wise, I think he is a much better player. Is he a better songwriter than Keith Richards? I mean, I mean, look at some of the songs Keith Richards has written over the years. I mean, come on, yeah. I mean, you know, just honky tonk woman alone, and you know, you know, just you can just name a thousand songs: Brown Sugar, you know, Angie, Wild Horses. You know, I mean, yeah. these yeah. are these are classic songs. I mean. Sure, Cold Gin is, but is Cold Gin at the same level as let's say something like you know, Start Me Up? You know, I I don't think so, no. right? But you know, but that's not to, that's not to take anything away from Ace before people start throwing eggs at me on the board here. Uh, that's not to take anything away from Ace. Ace has done great stuff. His solo work is good, very good stuff on there. His his lead playing is you know it's deteriorated a bit, but he still can play pretty damn good for somebody at his age. And after considering after what he's done, that's the one difference I think mainly is that Keith Richards can still play his songs, but in retrospect, his stuff is a lot simpler, a lot of open tunings and, you know, single finger chords where he can just add on little extra notes on another finger. So his stuff is kind of easier to recreate in his 70s, whereas Ace has a little bit more challenge to do it. It's not as simple as one would think, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I I still think that Keith Richards is, you know, rock royalty to me. I mean, the, 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 because he's also British too, that they had, I always kind of see it that way as like you know royalty, rock royalty, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I I think that you know he has he will have a place in rock history, Ace Frehley, as Kiss will during the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I just don't think that they're at that level. It's like you know you have bands like Stones and 
Pink Floyd and, you know, the Eagles and stuff like that that are up here. And then you have that, like, next tier under it kind of band, which I think Kiss kind of is, unfortunately. You nailed it. And obviously, as an English guy, um, when you talk about <laughs> Keith Richard, you talk about David Gilmore, you talk about mm-hmm. Jimmy Page, mm-hmm. Jeff Beck. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Eric Clapton. Clapton, yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Should I should I continue? Um, <laughs> Tony Iommi. To- totally <laughs> different to Ace, but then again, go listen to a Keith Richards solo album. Yeah. I, I know I'd rather <laughs> listen to an Ace Frehley solo album any day of the week, but then again, Ace never had a part of something like Exile on Main Street. Either. Yeah. You know, either yeah. as a supporting person, but he wasn't the Jagger or the Richard to Jagger because it was mm-hmm. Simmons Stanley. It's Perry Tyler. You know, you know who yeah. the True. guitarist is in Aerosmith. It's Brad, not Joe, but Joe plays <laughs> the parts that are more noticeable and had the image, the bad boy image with the Tyler, you know, so it was mm-hmm. more of a focal point rightly or wrongly ace again he wrote those memorable solos he wrote things that you can hum and sing along to and he staked a claim on the american landscape of pop Mm -hmm. culture from his playing and while he continues to you know admit and did in that 94 93 interview about not practicing enough and not being a great technician he said bruce is a fantastic guitar player more technical than me but Mm -hmm. But being the big operative word, you know, it's the Aces songs and solos that we talk about, we celebrate, yeah. form the core of the catalog of the band. So, you know, it, it's cool stuff. Again, check out that interview. It's always mm-hmm. fun when an unpublished or unreleased interview does finally surface because uh, especially it's when, when it's done by a really good interview. And that guy was kind of he was probing. He was digging. He went into a couple of areas that Ace was uncomfortable with talking about addiction. Yeah. And uh, again, <laughs> Um, check it out for yourself alright let's leave that there for this week that's a bunch of you know additional topics on the board Kiss Corona do not fall for those stupid memes that have Kiss branded face masks those are crap they're fake it is not accurate don't make Uncle Gene mad by believing it because it's on the internet alright that's it so from Mark from uh, I nearly said Bonnie but he didn't make it from uh, Ken and myself thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week is a look at rock and roll podcast episode so we'll see you then bye for now thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today all sales are final there are no refunds if you'd like look us up on Facebook or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.